whoopsies so this is the actual b-side um on the last episode which was definitely the a-side it started off um, presenting itself as the b-side my apologies for that um this is the actual b-side so here we go y'all you're listening to the b episode the b-side features the last two sections of our show empire state of mind and Times square In this part of the episode, we check in on what all the hosts have been up to, chit-chat about what's lit in New York City, expose something that dead-ass blew our mind, as well as giving out some deserving shout-outs. Before concluding the show with our main topics, also known as our Dose Post, we hit you with our weekly obsessions and trending topics from the culture. Have fun. We sure did. Yeah, y'all already know. What, what, uh, uh. This week on the New York Dose, it's the final episode of our season. A whole year of podcasting has gone by and we are now one. We end this season with Jeremy Fight, who is an actor, writer, filmmaker, and the creator of We Don't Have Gays in Ghana. Tune in to hear all about that project, as well as some season finale thoughts for myself and an introduction to the latest podcast to join the Carbon Dioxide Network from Mars, creator of the Taste Your Tongue podcast all right welcome to side b we're gonna get into the second section of the show this is empire state of mind so let's get into empire state of state of mind everybody uh during this section we like to check in check in on each other talk about what's lit in nyc and confess what dead ass blew our minds this week and throw out some shout outs to some deserving folks I know it sounds like I can't speak today. <laughs> it's all good. It's okay. You know, everybody know. You know, you feeling it for Adelo, so it's okay. You yeah. know, first time you reading the script, it's all good. Trying to get with it. Oh, um, <laughs> so we're gonna dive into our check-in section, and this is just like updates where we uh, see how each other is are doing for the week. Is doing for the week. I don't know. It gets a little weird sometimes. How sometime. we are doing for the How week. we are, but like if like I want to say like each other, how is. each other is. Each other are. Each other is. Each other is doing yeah. for the week. All right. Each of the others is doing for <laughs> <Yeah>. the week. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you. you. Hello. And don't pretend like y'all knew what it was out there, okay? Because I know y'all struggling <laughs> just like me. Um, so um, let's get into you, Mars. How's your week been? Uh, my week has been really good. Uh, kind of stressful because I've been working all week, but. Uh, last weekend was was good. It started out good because nice. it was my boyfriend's birthday, and um, a friend of his actually took us to this day festival called Bustle. Okay. So, um, there there was like DJs the whole day. There was a skating ring, a lot of drinks. Um, they had infused ice cream, infused liquor, and popsicles. They had like a whole bunch of stands and. Um, Two performers. They had Sophie Tucker perform, and they had Janelle Monae perform. Sophie Tucker nice. sounds so familiar. Um, I actually didn't know of Sophie Tucker before that day, and they're they're a dope band. Like, um, 
I liked the the songs that I heard. So like for just hearing them and seeing them perform for the first time, they were actually good. I was intrigued. Okay. Um, so there's with, more than one Sophie Tucker. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's an it's entity. A, it's Sophie and Tucker. So ah. yeah, it's two people. It's a duo. And then Jan- Janelle Monae's performance was spectacular. Like that was my first time seeing her um, live. So she performed a lot of the singles from her latest album. Okay. But she also performed Yoga and Tightrope. Mm. And it was it was cool. She had like a lot of um outfit changes. She, of course. She jumped into the crowd. She of brought course. people up um onto the stage. Okay. And like she she really made like a a statement like to being an individual and like being proud of who you are. So I, I really enjoyed the the concert yes, and the, on, the event overall, okay. which was actually in Prospect Park. So, you know, um, wow. look out for it next year. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um, is Bay coming to our birthday party? I don't know. Maybe. Oh, we shall see. Uh, yeah, we shall see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about you, Jeremy? How's your week been? Yeah, my week has been pretty good. I uh, This week has been a lot about securing side hustles for me. Yeah. I uh, Yeah, I'm working. Like, I've been trialing. I've been working a trial period for a couple of bartending jobs. Oh, yeah. I've decided that it was a trial period. <laughs> and I love so, it. Uh, yeah, it's cool just figuring out where I want to like land for some in between times. I started teaching piano to this little boy who's like really fun. His parents are paying me a lot of money, so it doesn't Hello. have to be fun, but it is. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's been cool. It's been a chill week just kind of waiting on some blessings so oh god i hear that yes come on blessings (laughs) wishing you (laughs) luck on that um so here's what you missed on me uh my (laughs) (laughs) previously previously (laughs) (laughs) so my mother's birthday was this past um week or whatever it was september 26th happy belated happy belated thank you very much um and i like just got her these gifts from pandora because i got her charm bracelet like a while ago and just been building up on the charms, um, <laughs> and those things do not run cheap. No, they yeah, definitely they fucking play. Pandora. Um, I was so whatever. We're not <laughs> even gonna go down that road. Um, and then I also got her. She's been pestering me for years to see Wicked. Um, the background story is I don't like to go out with her. Period. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, like I don't. I don't take her nowhere because like wow. every journey that we go on, like she is just she just ends up getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. Um, so she always requests to like go out to dinner and blah blah blah, and I'm like no. Nope. And she's like, why? She's like, you always going out with your little friends, and I'm like because they're not annoying. Like oh I'm god. very transparent. <laughs> like there's no like you know what I mean. Um, so she's been pestering me for years about Wicked, so I finally took her to go see it, and she had a wonderful time. Um, I had a wonderful time. It's, it's impossible not to. That play is awesome. Oh my god, it's so awesome. Yeah. Um, my takeaway was that Glinda's a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and, and I, Dorothy was clueless. And Dorothy was fucking clueless. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, life lessons. Li- yeah, life lessons indeed. Um, so I've been listening to, like, that soundtrack, like, all, ever since then, and blah, blah, blah. But it's did that. It's awesome soundtrack, too. It's, a, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Um, so did that. Um, I all right, y'all know them fucking like Instagram ads, um, from like different like retail stores mm-hmm. and things like that yeah. where you might see the cool shit. So oh, I know y'all remember talking me talking about this um a couple of weeks ago. It was like, actually no, let me get the dates in my head. <laughs> On August sixth, 
I ordered a kimono from Trendy Weeb, okay? (laughs) 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 I ordered a fucking kimono from Trendy Weeb that said it would take 7 to 21 days to arrive. 7 to to 21. 21. That's like them eBay shipping days. Uh Right, exactly. It's real. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Like, yeah. The package itself is making a mecca. So, um, I waited this long. It's been like, because we're, what is it? It's damn near. End of September. Yeah, it's the end of September. It's damn near October 6th, right? So, that's kind of like two months, you know? So, I'm like hitting up these people. There's no reply. There's no like number that I could find, like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh my God, I think I got got. Like, this might be the one time that I got got. You oh know what I'm saying? God. And um, I just wasn't having it. So, yesterday I called my bank. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, sure enough, I was like, Yeah, um, I would like to report a scam. <laughs> I was like, This company took my money on. I was like, I have all the statements. I was like, On, on um, August 6th, like, da da da. So, we went through the process. I filed a claim for um I don't know what. How it much was. did you pay? Now it's time to tell us how much you paid for the kimono. It was, <laughs> it was it was it was it was thirty nine dollars okay. and something cents. But and you know at on day like maybe thirty five, I was like discounted up as a loss. But then I was like. No, I'm going to get my fucking $39 back. Yeah, uh uh-huh. I said, because they tried it. So Yeah, so. That's a Metro card right there. Come on now, stop playing. They didn't give you a tracking number or anything? It was just straight up a scam? It was just straight up, oh, you're going to get this in 7 to 21 days. On Instagram. um, And blah, blah, blah. Um, But, you know, got to did you ever hear back from them or anything? No. Never. They would have definitely got a seven-page-long email from me with all of the curse words. Well, and here's the thing. So, like, I like I sent, like, two emails. My first one was, you know, like, hey, guys, where is this? My second one was, y'all are fucking trying it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, along those lines. Um. So, and then I didn't send a third one because I was not going to waste any more time. Right, so, no, I, I feel you. hit up the bank, locked it down from the back end. Mm-hmm. Um. And now I'm basically going through that whole process now. So, they're going to send me some papers. I got to print out the emails, but they already said, like, yeah, like, we're going to take care of this and blah, blah, blah. I was just told them fraudulent activity. You're going through a lot. I'm I just like, it's a fraudulent activity. I'm not going through all of this shit. I am. Right. The only reason why I I feel like I couldn't go that route was because I waited so damn long. Yeah, you, you know, did. like you I, did. I really <laughs> played. Yeah, yeah. So I really, I, right. you know, you just like, wanted the kimono. Just, I just wanted the kimono. And I was very truthful in everything I told them. I was like, yeah, I, they was like, um, Cause something came up about me not saying it sooner, and I was like, I've been waiting this whole time for the kimono to arrive. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I was like, I still had hope that the it would get you here. You were actually scammed, so they need mm-hmm. to give you your money. Exactly. Back. Yeah. Cut so two montage of DJ like checking his mailbox every morning. <laughs> <laughs> for the Missing days of work to wait for the UPS <laughs> truck. Your like com- your kimono um, ghosted you. Like what's his name? Did Issa? I oh my god. I, first of all, anyway, I'm so fucking tight because I was really planning to fuck that kimono up in a couple of atmospheres. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Now I got to find some fucking Tokyo-based website to really get one from. Anywho, um, that was that. And other than that, I saw the Bleach movie, the new Bleach movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Came out on Netflix. Came out on Netflix. Bleach is an anime for those who might not know what I'm talking about. You uncultured swine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it's, uh, they brought it to, like, live action and it was really good. It was really good besides the costumes. The costumes looked a little bit like cheesy mm-hmm. but like 
everything else was really great. How's the graphics? Great, great. Okay. Yeah. It, it wasn't like that um, failure of a M. Night Shyamalan movie when he tried to do Avatar. Oh. Like, for a net, like, it was a Netflix movie, and the. You know. Speaking of Netflix, you know Netflix is doing a reboot to the series. Not the not Avatar? with M. Night, with the original creators of oh. the Avatar Last Airbender series. Yeah. Animated or live action? Uh, live action. Wow. Yeah. And it's not going to be a movie. It's going to be a series. So, wow. Yeah. I'm here for that. I'm here for that, yeah. too. Yeah. Because M. Night's far away from it. Right. As long as he's away and the original <laughs> Um, cast or the original creators are a part of it. As long, I'm not better be in the spiritual realm during mm-hmm. the production of this movie, just far, far away. Um, yeah, so that's me. We're gonna dive over to our next segment. It's lit. It's this lit. Is we, yes, <laughs> yes. This is where we talk about anything that's like lit in New York City. So if you know about anything going on, Jeremy, take a moment to think about it. And Mars, let us know what's up. Well, you know, um, being a Brooklynite all of my life and a West Indian, I just had to take the time, being that I'm on the New York Dose, to highlight all of the restaurants, well, West Indian restaurants specifically in um, Brooklyn. And for those that are in Brooklyn and want to know of, like, the good restaurants to go to, the ones that I frequent, um, you have Caribbean Vibes, which is on Nostrand and Church Avenue. And then you have... um, Good Hope, which is on Flatbush and Avenue I, I believe. I didn't even know we so had an Avenue I. Huh? <laughs> I didn't even know that we had an Avenue I. There, yeah, there's a whole alphabet over there. Wow. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, the West Indian restaurants are good for getting you some good curry goat, some oxtail, some yes. rice and peas, some macaroni um, pie or salad. Mm. You know? Some good West Indian soul food. I'm here for that. Yeah. I could use a good uh, tray of oxtail. I haven't had oxtail in a while. Yo, Good Hope has the best oxtail. Okay, I'm going to have to go there. <laughs> if you were in New York, Flatbush and Avenue I, man. Is it a good, all right, is it a good, like, sit-down spot? No, then you don't want to. You don't want to go to any West Indian. Okay, restaurant. you yeah, see, it's be unless takeout. it's like unless it's like footprints or in the grill. Like you're not trying to. You first off, you're trying to go there. You don't even want to go there and really speak to anybody because attitude. If you go, if you go to a Western restaurant and you don't get attitude, then the food is not going to be good <laughs> and it's not authentic. Yep. You have to make sure that the, whoever's giving serving you is giving you all of the attitude. Okay, all right. I just <laughs> want to make sure. Spicy attitude. Hello. Exactly. Right. Keep I'm, it spicy all around. As long <laughs> as you know. All right. Yeah. So, and I'm. <laughs> I can't even get on footprints. All right. Um, <laughs> what about you, Jeremy? Is there anything lit in New York City right now for you? Yeah. Um, have you guys been to Gitano? No. You know what that is? No. no. Not even. Um, I'm kind of like putting money in my own pocket by saying this because I'm bartending a brunch there on Sunday. Yes. But there's a big party on Sunday evenings and it's outdoors. The space, the original Gitano is actually in Tulum, Mexico, like in the middle of the jungle. Mm-hmm. And so they there's this pop-up also called Gitano, that they put right uh, by Canal Street, right by the one stop. Okay. And it's in this empty lot, that, like, big lot that the traffic kind of goes around. And yeah. they just took it and, like, built a fucking, like, jungle oasis in there. Oh, There's a nice. waterfall and palm trees, like a disco ball. It's, like, what disco jungle themed. Wow. And, like, Cher came one time. Where is it located? Uh, right off the one stop off Canal Street. Okay. okay. So, Canal and... I don't know. Bro- and Broadway? Bro- Bro- question mark? But it's <laughs> six question mark. No, because it's it's between the one and the A, and I think the A runs on Sixth Avenue by that 
time downtown, right? Okay, I don't know. Anyway, just take the one or the A and like look around for a palm tree. Gitano, how do you spell that? Yeah, G I T A N O. All right, yeah, it's I'm fun. There's like glittery drinks and like. And we could come. We can come on Sunday to see you. Yeah, and you can come there and see how, me. Are you how are you there every Sunday? Yeah, until it closes. I mean, it's outside, so they're staying open until it's like winter. Too cold. Okay, okay. so what? Like next week? That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like <laughs> shouting it out right now because yeah. you should go before it closes. Okay. Because then they're moving to Miami. I think the pop up is like taking oh, a journey. Oh, okay. So okay. once it's too cold there, they say they're aiming for like the end of October. Damn. But chance, I just don't trust it. Yeah. Last night it was like. Breezy. Far yep. too cold for me to be in. or something. A jungle bar? Yeah. You should go there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, ooh, let's make that a trip. Let's let's go see him. Uh, yeah. Too bad I work on every Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. What time? What time during Sunday? Twelve to nine. Like the whole entire brunch. All right. Time. Maybe maybe I can make it like a cute mm-hmm. little eight o'clock. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Wow. All right. All right. Damn. All right. We'll plan a trip. <laughs> um. All right. We're gonna move into our. N- Next segment, uh, this is shout outs where we give some deserving shout outs to people that uh deserve them. And you know, at this time, since I'm on the New York dose, and you know, Tasha Tongue is just joining the CDN network, yeah. um, I just want to shout out to my co host, uh, New York and Justin, yeah, at the Tasha Tongue podcast. And I just want to do a shameless plug at this moment and let you guys know that on October 15th, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Hmm. let me not say that. Google Play (laughs) (laughs) at Apple and SoundCloud, you can find the Taste Your Tongue podcast and we'll be coming back to you with a new episode. Yes, I'm so excited. Um, So am I. (laughs) I would like to give a shout out to Extra Juicy, the podcast, which is uh, our sister podcast on the CDN network, um, for liking episode 50A and uh, also reposting, reposting, reposting that episode that was featuring Switch and Ray as uh, Studio 91. Um, okay, we're going to move into our next and last section of the show. This is Times Square. Uh, and this is where the fun stuff awaits us. During this section, we dive into our main topic for the show, surrounded by trending topics, weekly obsessions, and more. So first things first, we have to dive into our dose mail, which Adeloso did not post again for this week. However, she did send in something that she wanted me to share with all of you guys. Um, as I said before, she is in Jamaica. So she has sent in via dose mail... <clears throat> Hi guys, it's your girl Adeloso. In case you didn't know, so I really wanted to call, but the service here in Jamaica sucks. <laughs> but just wanted to say thank you, thank you, thank you for a wonderful year at the New York Dose. Thank you to all of our guests and supporters. So grateful to be able to share myself with you all the Dose way. Can't believe we recorded every week for a whole year. Farewell to season one and cheers to season two, baby. Love you. It's the New York Dose, baby. I feel like I'm really missing out on a lot of like <laughs> cultural importance. <laughs> it's all right. You're here now and, you're, right. and you'll be for the ride in season two. Um, we're going to move into our next segment of this section, Weekly Obsessions. This is where we share anything that we've been obsessing over about lately. 
Um, so Mars is going to start. Jeremy's going to think about it, and I will go last. Okay. So um, I have just, like, been getting into video games again. Okay. Um, so I, I, I forgot where I heard about this game, but the game that I want to talk about that's my obsession is called Persona 5. And um, it's obviously had four other iterations that came before it. Um, so this is the fifth installment. It's on PlayStation 4. And I just love I'm obsessed with it because it's a JRPG. Yeah. So um, all that means is it's a Japanese role-playing game. And uh, it splits the gameplay time into like two separate things so it's like it surrounds these high schoolers that are tr- they're called phantom thieves and they're trying to steal the disordered desires of um the antagonists in the game so throughout the game you have to like go to school you have to build relationships with the other characters of the game um because when you build relationships with them, you get like special perks. Uh, you have to go to stores and buy groceries. You have to go to the clinic. You have to um, go to like the gun shop to buy guns. You have to go to a special like chamber where you uh, create these things that's called your persona. You create your personas. So it's like a lot of things that you have to prepare for on one half, and then the, the second half is the dungeon crawling section of the game i guess you would call it where you enter the palaces which are people's hearts and when you enter their hearts the point of that is to um get to their treasure which is their distorted distorted desires and steal it so that in real in the real world they'll change into um they'll change their attitude into like a good person good human yeah exactly inception so yeah yeah yeah, it's like it's kind of like inception but (laughs) In a Japanese way, I guess. Yeah. But it's just it's just so awesome because it's it's it like teaches you like how to interact with people in different ways because everybody in the game like have different personalities and the, the way that you interact with them affects how your relationship builds with them and yeah. how um, you are able to like gain perks to battle the different creatures in the palaces. So yeah, that's my obsession. I'm a geek. It's kind of like, it. like <laughs> I, I, I equivalent it to like, you know, like those weeks that your boss is just being like a real jerk and you're like, oh, that person just needs some good dick. It's <laughs> like, if you just enter their heart and you fix whatever's going <laughs> what? on and then when you come back out, they're all peachy. Like, that's what, yes, yes, that's what it's kind of like. Yeah. Um, I have such conflicting emotions about the Persona series. Um, I want to get played it before. I have not played. It's an anime. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah so it's an anime, um, and the anime is great. However, the anime is great, and I would like to get into the game, but I I haven't been in, into games lately, so that's one thing that's holding me back. And the other thing is, all the things that you describe in the beginning mm-hmm. are the things that I kind of hate about the anime, <laughs> and then I'm sure I would hate about the game because I don't really like slice of life animes okay. mm-hmm. and perso like i'm into like the supernatural mm-hmm. let's battle we have magical powers and persona 
tiptoes on, on and teeter totters yeah. on both mm-hmm. of those borders. So the whole like going to school shit blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Yo, you have to answer questions. You gotta like, answer. Yeah, I, periodically the the teacher will just call on you out of nowhere, and you have to answer the question. I so, don't have time. You know what oh, I do? Shit. I definitely went online, pulled up a walkthrough. <laughs> And I definitely have that walkthrough while I'm playing the video game. Yes. Anytime that teacher asks me a question, I'm like, wait, wait, let me pull it up. Yes. <laughs> and yes. then I had to answer once I find out what the answer is. Because when you answer the question, you actually sways points. The, yeah. Right. And you need to like have a certain amount of knowledge or a certain amount of charm or proficiency or guts um, or kindness in order to do certain things. Yeah. So if it's not up, you can't be friends with, with a certain person. Like right now... Um, the gun shop at the gun shop, when I went to the gun shop, he gave me this bag with a gun in it um, because the police were going to come into the store. <laughs> and now I have the bag with a gun, but I can't give it back to him because my guts is not high enough for me to um, be able to talk to him about the gun. Um. So I have to like try to like get that up until so that I can um, give it back to him so that I can then buy the gun. Right. Yeah, but that's not gonna happen until the end of the game because my guts has to be the highest it can be. So yeah, it's 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 a lot. Yeah, it sounds like The Sims, <laughs> which I gave up yeah, on a long like time Sims. ago. Yeah. yeah, um, but great. Yeah, Persona Five. It, it is it is a great um series, and I'm if sure you're, it's if you're into slice of life, like you said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel what you're saying though. How it's like tiptoeing two different borders and you don't get the fulfillment of either one you're like can we not be at school right now but as soon as you are getting into like the action it pulls you back in but yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like that very <laughs> very not me um what about you Joni? what have you been obsessing about i have not been obsessing about anything as much as you've been obsessing with that game <laughs> <laughs> but a couple of different things i'm trying to decide which one's the most like worth speaking about um I've been really getting into holistic skincare. Ooh, do tell. So I've been trying to eliminate all of the like washes and cleansers and moisturizers that have anything that's not like all vegan or like all natural. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a big step. Yeah. So um, how difficult has that been? Super difficult because it's expensive and like um, sometimes like more time consuming to like go through your routine. So I've been trying to, the only thing I can't get rid of is this um, Neutrogena scrub that I use because I've just been using it forever and I have this deep-seated fear that if I stop, I'll just like turn into a pimple monster. (laughs) But but I've been trying to get into like oil cleansing and stuff because the only thing I moisturize my face with now is jojoba oil. Okay. And it's like changed my skin. It's crazy because at first you have to like go through this period where your skin is like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> but after you get through like a month of that, it's like, oh, I don't have to like create oil anymore. I don't have to now fight anymore. You're beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's cool. But I, um, along with that, I've been thinking about like how diet affects skin too. Oh, yeah. And so I've been searching out, like seeking out um, supplements and things. And I just ordered this, actually just got in the mail yesterday, yeah. this supplement called Be Clean. Mm. And it's by this company called um, Become Nutrition. And primarily th- they focus on like workout supplements, but mm-hmm. this is their first like aesthetic supplement, like beauty supplement. And it's, it has like five different probiotics and then like a, a vitamin mineral blend. And uh, the guy, it's a really small company in LA. It's like basically run by this one guy. Oh, wow. And uh, so I followed him on Instagram and he did this like 30 day challenge for himself once he created it. And um, he 
drank two gallons of water every day, no fried food, no alcohol, um, only like one cheat day, like outside of like, you know, planned eating and like got eight hours of sleep each night, right? Almost impossible, but also took the supplement once a day and he posted a picture every day of his face and it was like, you can see his skin just changing wow. and now this dude's skin is like glowing. Inoculate, so yeah. uh, check in on me in 30 days. Yes. <laughs> yes. see what's going on. But yeah. I've been obsessing over just like, you know, what fun little things can I try that aren't bullshit? Yeah. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, I have been obsessing over two things, really. Um, I started watching Attack on Titan uh, again. Awesome um, anime. Awesome anime, which I forgot what the, because the version that I'm watching is not called. Uh, I watch all my things like in like in like Japanese, like I, I do the, the right. subtitles. Mm-hmm. Um, so the actual name of it is Shingeki no Kyojin. Okay. I'm gonna <laughs> sit that there, yeah. Shingeki. Shin- I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say that you said it right. Yeah, 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 <laughs> me too. Shingeki no Kyojin. So the only difference is just the, la- like, the language and the, yeah. the subtitles? It's yeah, the yeah. same show. It's the same image, yeah. Um, at least I, th- I think so. I think it's the same, like, I wouldn't know. Because I, w- I watch my, um, anime dub. Oh, God, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, if it's a movie, I can watch it subbed. If it's a series, I'm not going to sit through a whole... And and then on top of that, animes are like 100 episodes for like two seasons. Mm. I'm not going to sit through 100 episodes of 30-minute um episodes and read that, a, that. Nah. Baby, I'm out here reading books. I read books. <laughs> I don't need to read while I'm watching TV. See, <laughs> I, I, yeah, my, my greatest triumph in anime land is I didn't start watching One Piece until they were up to the episodes in the 700s. And I started from scratch. Um, Are you up to date? I started from scratch with no internet in my house. So I was like always watching episodes like outside, like in other places. Um, it took me a year to get up to date. Yeah, yeah. Um, a year of watching it I, every single day. I want I had to or like I want I don't know. I can't remember anymore. Yeah, I don't I don't know how I did it, but I it got done. I want to watch every episode of One Piece, but I don't know if I have the the patience for that. No, no, you would love it. Have you ever started? I it? haven't started it. Okay, I, I know I know I would like it though. Yeah, once you get it's the first thirty episodes that are a nuisance. Once you get past Isn't those, that with every anime though, like they spend like the first thirty episodes setting shit up, like introducing new characters, yeah. giving you backstory. But here's what it is: with I feel I'm normally interested in the other animes, but what One Piece did was you know how like in other animes you'll find out about, like, their childhood and things like that, like, in the middle of the series. Like, mm-hmm. they'll do, like, constant flashbacks. Right. What One Piece did was they front-loaded everything. So you are watching their childhood at first, and it's kind of, like, annoying oh, as fuck. okay. Um, but then after that first 30, you get into the actual story of One Piece, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Right. It's just amazing. Um, but I've been watching Attack on Titan season two, and I realized why I stopped watching for so long after season one. Because season one came out in like 2013. Yeah. Um, and I'm just now starting season. But season two didn't come out until like 2016, though. Right. And I'm just <laughs> picking it up. Um, am I accurate with those dates? I'm proud of you're, myself. You're around <laughs> the same. You're Ooh. around the right time. Yeah. Um, but I waited so long because. That show is scary. It's scary, and I'm, it's I'm not, lot. and I'm not <laughs> pussy. Like I watch scary shit, 
that show was like a little fucked up. And, and the second season doesn't let up. Like no. they keep their foot right on your neck. Yeah, it's very like that show was fucked up. Um, and I watch my anime late at night because it's the only time that I have to like watch it. You know, mm-hmm. so like I watch it late late at night in the dark and like blah blah blah. That show was fucked up. Like r- right before I go to bed. Um, but great never nonetheless. And the other thing I've been obsessing over is American Horror Story. Yeah. I've been waiting for you to say Hell this. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This season ah! has been everything, and it's only been three episodes. Like, A lot of people don't understand Ryan Murphy, one, to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, and thus, a lot of people are not really getting like this show right. yet. You know what I mean? I'm here for it. I loved it. I was trying to figure out how he was going to cross over all these different, like, characters who are played by the same actors. Mm. And when he did that thing in episode three, I was like, of, of course, that's what you course. would do. Right. And, like, <laughs> I, I, w- I was just like, yes, like, fuck everyone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what um, made... Roanoke like really awesome for the first half and then suck for the second half is that they like didn't get it quite right. Yeah. I mean that's just my opinion. Yeah, but yeah, I was yeah. like I I loved all of Roanoke though. I, Roanoke was my shit until like halfway through when the, I, the episode whenever like the TV crew came in for the yes. first time. Yeah, I was like ugh, I don't want to see like a bad slasher. You know, it turned yeah. into a bad slasher. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I do understand what you mean, but I did enjoy it. But that's I like I like trashy things. Yeah. Um. So I, I was here for it. Like I, my my, I suspend my disbelief for like. Right, I'm so right, easy. Right. I'm and a very I, easy. I lay. think I think what I loved about Roanoke um, was that they didn't take it too seriously, and right. they um, they did it so that like in the in the first half it seemed it was very mockumentary, mm-hmm. so that the second half would leave a lot uh, some room for disbelief like you you wouldn't i don't know i feel like if they if they just did the second half and didn't have that mockumentary like aspect to it the first half would i mean the second half would been it would be a a little bland bland yeah yeah and and speaking of what you said about um they them knowing like them not taking it too seriously yeah it's the same thing for I'm mad with all of America because if they like were hip to the hop, Scream Queens would still be on. Right. right. No. Scream <laughs> Queens was the fucking the show. shit. But like nobody oh, yeah. knew what it, it was, was too doing. campy. It was too campy. I think that was I think it was too campy and then it was on broadcast TV. So like those two things worked against it. Yeah. yeah. If if he had it on like cable or even like a HBO or a Showtime or something like that, mm-hmm. he could have experimented a lot more with the campiness and just taken it to like a different place. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think Scream Queens was just misunderstood. It was so misunderstood. So misunderstood. Yeah. Um, and that's also the direction that Glee started to go into also mm-hmm. um, during its like later seasons. I feel like there's just always a point that he gets to where he's kind of just like, fuck the audience. Right. Like, I'm going to yeah, do what I, which right. I love. I love, you know what I mean? Like, fuck, like, yeah, like, fuck us. Like, as long as, it's, as long as it makes sense creatively and it's not, it's not like, laughable like because at the end of the day for american horror story like there's there's differences like scream queens was obviously supposed to be like something that's um campy and comedic Mm -hmm. but for american horror story there's like certain 
points that he's supposed to hit. Yeah. And like no, like I feel like just all like know your realm. You know, right, you know what I mean? Yeah, right. But like something like what he just did in that episode three, a lot of people will have a huge problem with because it's like you made us get to know all these people and then you snatch them all away. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas but I'm kind of just like fuck like along for the ride. I, I yeah, agree because the and then on top of that, I don't I don't feel like they're snatched away either because the witches do anything. They do everything. Like, baby. like it doesn't. Anything is possible, and that's what I love baby. about Cordelia. Said, "Find my back, sisters." Getting back mm-hmm. to like, it's it's it, it feels like how American Horror Stories used to started. Feel. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I I love that direction that he's taking. Um, I just want him to keep it very um unexpected. I don't yeah, I don't want right. to know what's coming. That's next. what I was going to say. I think that it requires consistency because I think that's maybe what I was meaning whenever I brought up Roanoke because mm-hmm. I think if you sit on something too long and I get used to it and then you fuck me up, yeah. then I'm I don't trust you as much right. as like I would if I was always ready to be on the edge of my seat with you. Right. Yeah. Fuck me up from the start. Yeah. yeah. But and I think that's what I like about it bringing it back themes from like Coven and stuff because Coven had that edge where it, that was the first season that I think started to not take itself seriously. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so it allowed for the audience to just like be fluid and yep. allow you to like shock us. Mm-hmm. It was the first like fun season. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so I, I'm, I'm here for the ride. I'm down oh, for the yeah. ride. I'm excited wait. to see what comes. But his seasons are getting shorter, right? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Because like eight I feel like after Freak Show, because Freak Show was just stupidly long. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've been getting shorter and shorter. I think the last one was like 10 episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. So I'm assuming this one is going to be 10 episodes. I'm not sure. But I'm 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 I think I feel like I'm going to be sad if it ends too soon. Yeah. But I you know what? I think from a creator's perspective, it's important. Like I think I'd rather someone be left wanting more than like have a reaction like people did to freak show where it was like jesus christ like right send me home already right it's like right freak show right. was far too long so yeah. i and as a viewer too i think i'd rather be able to come out of it being like that was awesome yeah yeah rather than be bored yes you're right yes um yeah so i'm 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 so excited maybe we should do like a little like finale watch party all yeah. together or something For like sure. that. i think that would be yeah. super cute um all right, let's move into our next segment of the show. This is Word on the Street. Um, now, I'm going to comment on this first thing very briefly because I don't have any research on it. But um, I know that Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years. Um, how, do you, how, how do we feel about that? What's up? Well, yeah, he was sentenced. He was convicted of only one on only one case right out of all 60 cases that were brought against him um and he's 80 years old as well they said that they said that the crimes were sexually violent in nature and that's why they sent him to a maximum security prison um and sentenced him to the time that they did my whole thing is I feel like three to ten years is not enough, and I hope that three years is the bare minimum. I hope that there's no like getting out on good behavior before three years because that would be completely like 
unnecessary. That would be like an obstruction of justice, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's really confusing because we're looking at this case alongside so many of its kind. And I think that because Bill Cosby is so beloved, it's like, and, and also, I mean, A, he's so beloved and people have a connection with like a character that he played and not yeah, the man right. that did these things. And also, because it's so disconnected from the actual act, time-wise, yeah. the people that are actually prosecuting and dealing with it aren't necessarily maybe connected to the culture of what was going on at the time. So I think I agree with you that the crimes that happened, I believe, should elicit like a longer or more harsh sentence. But then we have to start finding like new rules across the board for dealing with crimes like this fucking 40 years after they yeah, happened. Right. Yeah. You know, we have to find a new set of rules that say like we are going to treat these people just as harshly or not as long as it's the same across the board mm-hmm. as if it had happened today. Yep. Yeah. My my only thing now is like like you said the the climate that we're in right now is one of you know a lot of these stories coming out about um women and men being sexually assaulted or raped and um Bill was the first person to get convicted for this uh, like in a series of um trials that are going to be taking place i just hope that this is the same energy that is kept or uh, a even higher energy is kept you know when prosecuting these people because i i don't feel that we should have so many women and men come out against um certain people and we turn a blind eye. I feel like, you know, we need, the, the justice system needs to really take a harsher look at these people that are being accused and just give them the time that they, they deserve and do something about, you know, getting these people off the street and the the energy, the, um, the culture around yeah. it. Yeah. Because if they keep on letting these people off or like not giving them harsh sentences or not setting an example of these people, then all that's going to happen is whoever's seeing what's happening to these people in power, they're going to say, well, if they can get away with it, then I could get away with it. And it's not an issue. So I, I just, I just need us to take a stand like as, well, not us, but you know, the government, let us march um now nah, i really like what you said about keeping the same energy though because i don't want i don't want it to be this thing where it's kind of like you know <clears throat> we have destroyed uh what once was like america's like black father or whatever right. and then everybody else is all willy-nilly getting right. a slap it's on the wrist it's yeah. like no let us Across the board, exactly. yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. I think the the struggle with it though is that, as much as I believe that these people deserve to be put on trial and like taken care of, even retroactively, mm-hmm. these same things that are happening currently, like as we're speaking, there are still people that are taking advantage of other people, and there are still victims that don't feel safe coming out today yeah. right. to talk about them. And so I just wonder how much of our energy should be put on. The past. Old men <laughs> that that might not be able to to actively 
continue continue well, these practices or or should we be focusing on you know finding a way to but like you said i think that the, if these cases going in our favor would empower people to then come out right, exactly yeah that's what i was gonna say yeah but i wonder though what's an action step that we can take to not only assist victims that have been living with this for their whole lives but people that are dealing with it now or preventing more people from dealing with it like what do you think is something that I feel, <laughs> like, I feel like um as like the listener or the person that's receiving the information that this has happened to someone else we just need to be more open-minded and like less likely to jump to uh accu- accusatory accusatory um point of view where it's like oh well what did you do or you know why were you put in that situation or why didn't you do this to take yourself out of the situation you know it, it needs to not be or uh, what could you have done differently and how can i help you or instead of instead of being a what could you have done differently it needs to be a how can i help you get through this now yeah and i think if we have that as the conversation or the reception to these people then they will be more willing to come forward with their stories mm-hmm. i also think it's something interesting to what jeremy's saying also um the fact that like because this is a whole this is a this is a whole community of people right like the like these victims right and i think it goes something to say like i feel like we're getting closer to it but we don't exactly have the language or the protocol yet because right now in our minds and i say our as in the people outside of the situations um the people from the past and the people from the present are all one and the same. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just all victims. You know what I mean? Right. But I feel like it might be a, a third or fourth dimension to that where it's like, okay, um, because at the end of the day, it's about justice, right? It's about justice and it's about, um, I don't know the word that I'm looking for, but I think it goes to say something that the fact that like, oh, does, you know, like does Wanda does Wanda from 40 years ago need as much um, uh, healing, closure, attention, blah, 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 as Barbara from last week, you know what I mean, or Mm -hmm. yesterday? Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like, is it the same? Is it not the same? How how much should we detail to each uh, person? Um, What are the, the... the new mechanics that we need to create in order to deal with things that have happened across time or, or is it just the same? You know what I mean? But I feel, I feel like that conversation has not been had yet. I feel like right now everybody's just getting lumped into this one category of like victim and we aren't, um, and we aren't honoring like the very specific needs that each specific person might have because we are on this crusade of justice and of just getting the, well, you know, you have to crawl before you walk. So very true. Um, this, I don't. I wouldn't even say I. I count this as like the infancy stages of going through that. I feel like this. We're we're just being conceived right now. Like yeah. in in if that's if that's like a good metaphor for it. Like I feel like years <laughs> down the line, we'll probably have a much better understanding of the mentality of a victim of the mentality of. Uh, the perpetrator um, of that crime, like we would have a better understanding uh, understanding of how to deal with those type of people and of, you know, what's expected of us as right. the, the yeah. listener. Yeah. Um, but right now, 
we just need more people to come forward so that we can just start that spark of change, you know? Yeah. Once I feel like that's what's happening now. It's just the, the, the spark of change so that later on we'll be able to start running. And yeah. when that happens, it'll be beautiful, I guess. I think um, what you're saying is true about how the real change happens in the person, who, like the first responder, <laughs> you know what I mean? The right. person who first hears or is first confided in because it's a cultural issue. Like you said, DJ, it's not, it's not one person like spreading this thing. It's like these people did not come together and decide they were going to sexually assault X number of women. Right. The thing they have in common is the culture that brought them to that point. And so white, black, old, young, whatever college, produce professional producer Mm -hmm. at whatever level you're at this thing that comes up in you being a man in particular being the main demographic that is you know taking part in these perpetrations Mm -hmm. the question is as the people outside of the situation what do we do to like create a culture that doesn't allow for any room in our minds that that is something that's acceptable coerce someone into sex or 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 use my masculinity to get what I want. (laughs) And I think it starts with parenting and like family culture because all of us, even in this room, I'm sure like grew up in a, still grew up in a world where like the man somehow had this like say Mm -hmm. above us, our father or the uncle or the grandfather. And so we all, that we all have this as millennials, I, I believe we and the people above us in terms of age and time are, are now battling this thing where we don't believe we have to answer to that power anymore. Yeah. But then if we're not answering to that, what is it? You know, because the victim has his or her own idea of the situation or reality with the situation. And so does the, the perpetrator. So you have to really talk about like, what is reality and what, the steps that led us to here. Yeah. Speaking of the steps that um that led us to here, here's a really fucked up thought, which um is where just to give you guys a hint of where like season two is leaning toward. Um, season two is a lot more like com- conversation based, so it's gonna run like this. But <clears throat> a fucked up thought is: is the fault in like us in general, like as a society? Because here's an idea, right? Mm-hmm. You have this, you have this, um, you have our community, right? You have this like gay culture, right? That was once and still is looked upon as like maybe kind of like this mental health thing or like mm-hmm. other, you mm-hmm. know, I can say a list, list of things. Right, but right. As other, you know, yeah. is what these perpetrators are doing fuck that's just been fucking the me up today. The word is fucking <laughs> me up. <laughs> um, is, are, are these actions that they are doing can it be seen as a sexual kink and something that we are not allowing them to explore and something that needed to be explored at a younger place in time in a controlled, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a very, so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I am when I'm, I don't judge. Mm -hmm. I let people be them. And especially when it comes to sex, I'm sure that a lot of people have a lot of things that they like to do mm-hmm. or that they like done to them that some people will find wrong or off-putting or gross, whatever yeah. the case is. My personal belief 
is if you are not hurting anyone mm-hmm. and everyone that's engaging is willingly engaging, right. mm-hmm. then it's fine. Yep. Yeah. Now, you cannot tell me that you forcing yourself on someone is a kink or you um, raping somebody is a kink, like things like that. That's not a kink. That is something wrong in the way that you are thinking because you are trying to exert power. It has nothing to do with sex. Mm -hmm. It has nothing at all to do with sex. It has to do with power. And these people that have this issue that need that feel like they need to do these things is it it probably stems from like social things that happened to them when they were younger it could be a number number of things things. like i'm not a psychologist i'm not um certified in knowing that but what i do know is that you cannot cross the two like it's because it's not a sexual thing for these people it's never a sexual thing it's always to exert their power over the person. And a kink is a sexual thing. It's mm-hmm. something that you do so that you can get your sexual rocks off. You right. know? Um, so yeah, that's why I, I could never agree with somebody saying that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, right, it can just be distilled down to what you said about consent. I mean, consent, like you can, when two people are agreeing to be in a space and do what they want to do, no one can like, can like, disagree with that you know if you both have decided that i am here on my own free will doing whatever it is that you want to do to my body Mm. or mine to yours but as soon as someone is like as soon as someone decides like i don't want to do this then it's done you know like that's not something and that's when power comes into play because when it when there's a situation of like social status that puts you at a place where you feel unsafe to tell someone i'm not interested in this anymore that's i think where it gets the trickiest because maybe I did want to come into this room alone with you and I did want, I I was sexually aroused by the idea of something going on between the two of us. But as soon as I'm uncomfortable, even if it's in the middle of something going on, Mm -hmm. I still have autonomy over my body to decide that. Yes, yes, yes. And even if you're about to nut i don't give a fuck right yeah <laughs> especially then yeah babies are real they <laughs> hello hello and, like, and uh, that's the question and that's where the vocabulary comes into play because i think up until this point cu- culturally we didn't necessarily think it was an issue an issue to have that vocabulary yeah i think that we kind of had this idea of like sex being separated from the whole thing and that act just like be, you know it's just even yeah. like thinking about it now i'm like oh that's some gray area i'm like oh sex i can separate that from my idea of the rest of the conversation yeah but it's not it's it's some two different Very people converged and had their own mental state involved and like mm-hmm. hearts and, and bodies involved in that mm-hmm. yeah so i um i think about like the dom dominant and submissive, submissive? like that is a kink mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. there's two consensual parties and even though there's somebody that's visibly more aggressive in the situation and can be forceful, can be um, physical, like like hit you, like they can they can slap you, they can punch you, they can there there are situations like that where people like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But the key to that is it's consensual. Right. If you are a person that like aggressive sex and you're going out and raping people, 
maybe it's not the rape that you want to do. Yes. Maybe yes. you just want to be a dominant to a submissive person. You yeah. see, and I'm so glad that we got here in this conversation mm-hmm. because so, so now my next, you know, like random thing is my thought is, okay, so what if, right? What if like the some of the crazy people that are, uh, I'm not going to call them crazy. Let's say some of the people that are out here committing these crimes, right? Mm -hmm. What if they have not found their way to that world? Because even that world is something that is still a little bit underground and frowned upon and like blah, 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 which is what I was going back to saying in the beginning. What if we like as a society have kind of like produced these criminals because we have not allowed the exploration or, or the pa- you know what I'm saying like Absolutely. that's what I'm getting Absolutely. at not right. the fact that like yeah like a crime is a crime at the end of the day mm-hmm. um and you know like consent and blah 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 but um what I'm interested in digging deeper into is like the pathway to that and and is this actually our fault and you know what I mean the thing go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, it's juicy I the, the I agree with you yeah and I think that the the uh, the answer that seems so obvious is like air out all of these things and give someone permission to do that in a safe environment yeah right and like let's have a conversation so we set up a, a situation where you can do that thing and not harm someone mm-hmm. but the reality of it is that these people the thrill of it is to do it when I'm not allowed mm-hmm. or to do it in secret or to do it you know uh, on my own accord on my terms right mm-hmm. that's the power situation mm-hmm. that's that's what we see in like monogamous relationships that end because of uh cheating you know Mm -hmm. the obvious the like the new conversation is like let's have an open relationship right or like let's let's see other people under the understanding that we're doing this in a safe way but that i in my opinion in my experience rarely works because then all of a sudden the thrill is gone right Mm -hmm. that person who was getting that that fulfillment from the secret of this other thing Mm -hmm. is no longer getting it because now you're telling me i can (laughs) on your terms yeah um, I was gonna say that I have a brain fart. Can't remember. It's all good. It's <laughs> all good. This is this is great. This is great. Um, this is this is where uh, the New York Dose is gonna be leaning into. You know, just conversating about these things right. and things like that. So I'm glad that we took the opportunity to do um that. Uh, I also am sorry. I'm also just um. Ah, uh, here we go was stalling to get back to this itinerary um <laughs> so uh last but not least um well not last but uh another word on the street thing that i came across is the fact that uh new york is going to launch mandatory mental health classes for uh k-12 uh which i think is great and i want to get a little bit more into that well, at a later point in time what do you got to say that um of links to what I was going to say too because mm-hmm. you were talking about the um, what fault does society play mm. in these people's lives mm-hmm. and I think that um, soci- as society we create a lot of monsters mm-hmm. and um, we do it unknowingly and we do it unintentionally because at the end of the day um, so the, pur- the purpose of society is to strive for civilization and the more that we grow, the more time that passes, the more civilized that we become, the more that we understand the psyche of a human and how we interact with uh, the world. That being said, um, we still need to have agency and self-awareness. So if someone, like you were saying, is a dom, 
but they are confused because of societal pressures and take that sexual aggression out on someone who is not necessarily submissive and forces themselves upon them upon this person. My I take issue with that because if you have the wherewithal to force yourself onto somebody, then you really don't have like a conscience to think where, like ha empathize where this person would be like, oh, I, I'm actually hurting somebody else. You know, I'm actually putting somebody through something that I would never want to be put through myself. So I don't, I don't, I don't see it. Like you still are a criminal in my mind. Mm -hmm. I don't see it where society pushed you to rape this person. That being mm. said, I do think, like, moving on to this new topic, I do think that it is a good thing for us to have, like, mental health classes for um, children because, honestly, when I was younger, I went through bouts with depression, and I never knew, you know, what was causing those emotions. Now that I've grown up as an adult and been able to, you know, read, like, different types of books and understand myself more, that has helped me, you know, gain like some kind of perspective on it but as a child you really don't know so it's good to have like someone who is in authoritative position to like teach you about mental health and how to um have self-care and like what type of things to do to put yourself in a better state of mind when you're feeling depressed yeah 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 i think it's it, I, I had a similar journey to finding like self-help literature and stuff and I um I just hope that in doing that they are open minded about the perspectives surrounding the thing because there are so many different practices and so many different ideas about what it is that causes this thing and how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And also each person's case is very different. And we and the science of it is still so new. So I I just hope that as it's being regimented and like created in like a course is being created I hope that they stick with the idea of like giving fodder to someone to like continue to do their own research and like latch on to th the things that they need versus like imposing a requirement onto someone because as a child that's the very thing that we like resist right, right? and so I think because just like you said and just like I'm sure that so many people do when they come to the point that they're ready for self-help or even seeking help from a therapist or, an, or a group or something like that, mm -hmm. they, it's very important that that person decides on their own to be there. The, the, the people that we see having recovery from in like um, step programs and like from alcoholism or other addictions and things, the people who succeed more frequently are the ones who decide on their own accord to be there. When you're sentenced to something like that, you resist the thing. And so I just hope that they formulate it in a way that's, especially since you're dealing with children or the, uh, young people that you that it's provided and and shown very clearly that this is something that we have available to you and mm -hmm. that you can do for you without the, the shame of sharing it with someone else without imposing that like you must do this thing yeah my um my thought would be like what would what is the the work necessary in this class like what would what would what would that be a good question uh, yeah, that's a good-ass question. Yeah. I have no uh, idea. Filling out some packets. I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, that's exactly my point. Writing in like, a journal, like, 
what would you all the things that i resisted when i was right Mm -hmm. you know i i that's my struggle with that thing is i think it seems very pretty and i just but i think it's so personalized and as a kid who's going through something like abuse or 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 like confusion with sexuality Mm -hmm. or depression i don't think it's a thing that a 15 year old wants to share with the class members that are that is sure you know that that group of people is sure to have bullies etc and i'm i'm sure they wouldn't it wouldn't be the class wouldn't be like that type of environment where like we're all sharing like what's troubling us yeah. it'll probably be like an in, of course an educational environment where they're like teaching you like how to um like what's what's good self-care techniques like yeah. smoking and drinking aren't good self-care right. maybe write down your thoughts yeah um right. but I still don't I don't I don't know how they would make that into like a whole class. Like I would love to sit through a semester of that class to see yeah. like what exactly are the tools that I'm getting out of this. Yeah. Especially for kindergarten through 12th grade. That's t- what 12 years, 13 years of yeah. mental health education. Well, how is that going to change my life? How is that going to improve my my adulthood? Yeah. I would I would want to know. And I that's why I that. that's why I thought of the like situation where people are sharing what is going on with them. Right. Because I think that, you know, it, it would be more effective when it's geared more specifically. Definitely, definitely. But then you have to think about no one is going to want to share that stuff. Yeah. So but I wonder how would too that work? Being that it's starting at kindergarten, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do you think that's like, that would be like a whole different cult. Like that would, the whole, all of those kids will be completely, completely different from the generation oh yeah oh yeah above them oh, yeah. yeah it's a it's basically like raising a whole new, cr- uh, whole new crop world. of sheep yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like what happens when like the power of now is like on the level of like reading hamlet and yeah you know oh, what i'm saying wow. like i think that that's where we're heading and i think it's i think it's good i just hope it's done intelligently yeah um, i agree yeah it is also about to open up i feel like a whole new um I feel like there will be an increase in jobs for like people in that field, like the yeah. mental oh health right. specialists. Oh yeah, and you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like yeah. all of those people that are going school to school for it now. Yeah. Like look out. Right. That's right. Yeah. That's crazy to think about. I hadn't thought about that. Me that either. industry would just skyrocket. Yeah. Um. Coolly, last but not least, because I've been so wicked crazy. Uh, a very wicked Halloween is coming to uh, NBC. Uh, their 15th anniversary, uh, Ariana Grande is going to do some shit, Pentatonics, uh, and Edina Men, uh, Menzel and Christian Chenoweth is returning to their um, original roles to do some things on screen. So, that's so wait, a very exciting. wicked Halloween is going to be the wicked? Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's basically like wicked. Yeah, so they're doing it live this year. I, I, I don't think that it's going to be in that same like live category as... Okay. Um, like those other like live musicals yeah. have yeah exactly i think it's gonna be more concert based so like oh. you know like ariana she did that song with like i think it's michael or Mika. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah. i think it's gonna be more of that okay. flow yeah again i'm i'm guessing and it's just it's just very wicked because adina mandel and christian channel with is a part of it right? yeah exactly okay. yeah they, it's it's gonna be the songs from the musical right right, right. um yeah so whoop, okay. whoop. cool and well. our last freaking segment for the show is our dose post this is normally our main topic but um i'm just gonna share the fact that it's been a great season one um i'm so happy to close it out with you guys shout out to all the season one guests dead you ass. guys were great super great super great um shout out to 
um, the New York Dose team, those of you who started with us, those of you who ended with us and are not here anymore, um, or who still are here, um, just thank you very much. Thank you for the listeners. Um, and yeah, so season two is going to be great. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, I'm excited for it. We've got lots of new fun things coming up. Um, Dose Mel will be uh, way more active um, <laughs> and will not solely rely on the will of Adeloso. Um, but yeah, we've got some great things um, coming. And just to be like a little bit more specific, our little um, theme for season two is conversations that need to be had, recalling our past and reanalyzing our present to rectify our future. Wow. Um, yeah. Sounds deep. Yeah, it's going to be a deep season. Mm. going to be some gems. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. And thank you so much. Um, this episode uh, was produced by the board of the New York Dose and hosted by the Carbon Dioxide Network. You could find me at DJSJ614 on Instagram and Twitter and Hollywood614 on Snapchat. My live nude shows have now moved from 2 a.m. to 3 a.m. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look out for that. Mars, what about you? Uh, you could find me on Instagram and Twitter at MarkedFresh. I don't do any nude live shows. Aww. And... Jeremy, where can we find you? And you can find me on Instagram. My handle is Neon Smoke Dragon. And you can find uh, my film, We Don't Have Gays in Ghana, at, at WDHGIG. That is an acronym for We Don't Have Gays in Ghana. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, our audio engineer is me, and our audio editor is me for this episode. Photos for this week were taken by New York me and mark and edited by christina mataro um in studio youtube footage was shot by new york and edited by me shout out to the rest of the team over at youtube we have monet and max and in our crew department we have jilu mahaya and eden and cc and don't forget to ever stay dope stay dose and stay New York. It's the New York Dose, baby. We out. Yes. <laughs> Mars was prepared to do that middle part. Oh, also, my bad, my bad. And now he's an ad from our sister podcast.